Hey there. <clears throat> Once more without the... Uh, <laughs> this is the Northman, man. Be, be, a, be a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> no, a fart. That was one of the best... <laughs> That's in the lighthouse. That was one of the best uh, uh, cinematic farts I've seen in a while. Maybe I do need to watch the lighthouse. You didn't tell me there was farts in there. <laughs> Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and George here with the Viking. <laughs> the Northman. I just want to... Oh, my gosh. Let's do that again. <laughs> yeah, take, you know, beep, take two. <laughs> no, but it's funny because Robert Eggers, I, I saw an interview with him, and he was like, I, I do like the movie The Vikings. And I'm like... I'm like <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's do one. From the front, you know what? I'm not even going to edit Let's this do. to the front. I'm just going to do it live. You guys are listening live. Here we go. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and George here with Don't Mess It Up, The Northman. <laughs> Nailed it. I had to slow down. In fact, I got a, I got that watch. You got. For those listening, uh, I've been fixated on this watch from a company called Mr. Jones Watches. Mm-hmm. And now you're probably thinking of that one song in your head, Mr. Jones. <laughs> um, they have a, a watch called uh, like a Lazy Day, and it's just a guy in a pool. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And on the back, you get engraved. And Alex is like, what do you want engraved? And I want I want slow down. <laughs> <laughs> slow down. The watch is perfect visual for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, so when I have it, I'll be able to get the movie titles right for these episodes. So I'm very, slow, I'm very excited. Uh, this is going to be a spoiler review of The Northman. So if you haven't sat through the entire three-hour journey of it. Or what you, is the runtime of this movie? It's two hours and some change. Okay. Um, And it's also a spoiler if you've seen Hamlet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they changed some things. It's I heard it described as Hamlet meets Conan the Barbarian, and then I heard a lot of people arguing that it's way more Conan the Barbarian and no Hamlet. But I'm going to argue a lot of the opposite here. In a minute, I, I, it's funny. I it's I I can see it, but I do think it leads more Hamlet. Um, for it to mm-hmm. be like Conan, I, I thought there was going to be like at least. Yeah, another... what did you think coming in? Like when you when I told you the Conan Barbarian thing, and then you ended you, up watching it. You actually really because I didn't know anything about it going into the into the movie other than the the trailer that we had saw. Where right. It's like I'll you know avenge you, father and mother, and he just keeps repeating. It over He's and over. doing the Indigo Matoya. Yes. In there. Yeah. So I didn't really know anything about it. I just knew it was Robert Edgars, who I really admire. Like I do think he's one of the best working right now. Um, totally. Yeah, I absolutely love The Witch. Haven't gotten all the way through The Lighthouse. I had need to watch it in the right setting. Like, I tried to watch it, you know, with the lights on, you know, at like 7 o'clock. I, the, you know. I don't know what the right setting for that movie is. <laughs> That's what you see. But you keep selling me on it. You're selling, you're selling it one more. The right setting for that might be upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so when we got in the car, uh, we actually saw it with our friend uh, Haunting Season. It was, so we, it, we, I'm telling you, movie goers, that was so 1230. Showtimes, yep. You know, with with him, just like right in the <laughs> right in the beginning of the afternoon. Like yep. you go in there twelve thirty, you leave. It's two thirty, three o'clock. You have the rest of the day. I I want to make that a habit. Like, yeah, and I, you felt like you accomplished something. We went to a volcano. We kind of circled the we earth. Went everywhere. Dude, we everywhere. I actually came back from the Viking, cleaned the house with Viking mentality, <laughs> and it was spotless. That's- um, so, but when you told me the Conan the Barbarian uh, Hamlet thing, yes. that got me really excited because one of the other movies I really love, or two other movies I love, that's basically Hamlet is one, The Lion King, yep. uh, but two, uh, D- Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Uh, and I didn't know all this. Like, I, I'm not claiming I knew it was Hamlet going in. Like, you told me that. Alex, uh, you know, told me that the two people who love books <laughs> informed me yes. uh, of this. And 
I do think adding any kind of Shakespeare is is a winning recipe. So, well, sometimes it's secret Shakespeare and you don't know it, which is like what happened with Forbidden Planet. And when you find out later, you're like, wow. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it is incredible. absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And that and so being that I like all those movies and I love Forbidden Planet, yep. and you know, after hearing about it, I thought, why don't more movies do that? And then you said that, and I was like, oh, well, there it is. There's another movie. <laughs> well, so I'm probably going to enjoy Which, this. by the way, we saw on Shakespeare's birthday, ostensibly, if you Crazy. Shakespeare exists so that was that was amazing it was an amazing it but, was an amazing experience it was a great experience in the theater um not that great a crowd but it's still 30 yeah it was, i wasn't even, we were gonna, i wasn't even gonna get popcorn the josh got it i was like or no we <laughs> it was 12 30 and i was like i you know i you know I'm, i wake up late i just had coffee i brushed my teeth you know i didn't want to sit next to you guys you know with stanky ass coffee breath but then josh was like i'm gonna go get a drink and I was like, you know what? I'll go get a drink. And then Josh was like, you know what? I'm going to get popcorn. And I'm going to get popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking at you guys decide, like, it made sense to even think about it. You're going into a movie where people, you're going to watch people do the Lord of the Rings journey for two and a half hours. You're going to be starving. Also, you're going to burn calories watching this movie. There's, It's also, like, really intense. And so being able to just, like, throw popcorn yeah. in my mouth during, like, those battle <laughs> totally. scenes was really, it was really nice to have a little vice <laughs> in there. And it's an amazing cast. So I'm just going to get the surprise out. Okay. I have a surprise for Nick, right? But the cast for this is ridiculous. Uh, obviously, it's Alexandra Skarsgård. Nicole Kidman, which there's an amazing turn she her character takes mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke was amazing. Bjork, William Defoe. I mean, Bjork was I'm telling you, if you, if you were, if, if you put this group of people together in a room in Hollywood, you couldn't assemble another group somewhere else. I would want to be in right. Hollywood with this group of people that made this movie. So, but, and I can't say his name, but I think it's Clace Bang. Do you recognize that name? No. You don't. Okay, here comes a surprise. Everyone it's wa- not the, it's watch not, it's not the, the dad from The Witch, right? No, it's not the he, dad, it's not the dad from The it, Witch. AKA the no, actual so it's the Ethan Hawke's brother, the right. true villain of the movie. Yes, uncle. You yes, you didn't recognize him. No. Cuz you've seen him before. I so okay, this is I'm, I'm excited cuz I don't know where this is I <laughs> do not know where this is going. It's truly a surprise. I feel like I've seen him. Did you feel did he look familiar? I, he, he he it's weird he did and he didn't at the same time right. like i felt like i've never seen this guy but yeah. i felt like i've always seen this guy <laughs> totally well here's the thing so he's really really well known but but wouldn't be to to, to us naturally but uh, in a lot of things uh but if you say bridgerton no 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 so he's really good in this as a villain can, can you think of a just a epic villain he might have played right underneath you just the, I know it wasn't go the, big. The biggest villain you can think of in all horror movies. Just go big. All horror movies. Yeah, all of them. Just Freddy, name the biggest uh, villain you can think uh, of. Freddy, Jason, Michael, uh, Chuck Dracula, Chuck BBC's Dracula. Shut <laughs> up! No, that was right? him. That was him, which explains why he is also phenomenal that in this movie. Dude is amazing. Yes. That is one of the best Draculas we've had since Gary Oldman's nutsack hair. <laughs> totally. Like, oh my god! And, and also, you would think in the in the cast I had just said, like w- with him him in there in that mix playing the villain. This is a perfectly cast film. I, it's insane. Wow, I am shocked. Right. He, so that's he, great. He mm-hmm. made Dracula like threatening 
and awesome. Yes. Like I want to be his friend, but yes. you ain't you ain't you ain't sleeping over. <laughs> yes, and also like truly superior. He played him Pennywise style, like alien. Yeah. Like he'd almost become so powerful that he it was, it was I could he couldn't be bothered. I could rewatch with, the BBC's Dracula. 100%. Honestly, man, that got me hyped. I didn't expect <laughs> that. You're right. That is that was a great That's surprise. Not, I got all right. So <laughs> let's talk about the Northman now. All right. Um <laughs> Alexander Skarsgard, like the main lead yes. in this. He is so good. By the way, just he has literally the most hilarious IMDb picture of all time. Oh, I think I've. Did we post this? No, I haven't posted it yet. But it's if you haven't seen it, go look at it. It's hilarious. I I think I've I've seen it on Twitter or something like that. Um, He's got a dark comic side. I like it. A lot of people want him to do more uh, comedy because apparently Mm -hmm. when he does comedy, he's very very funny. Well, even in the press, the marketing for this, he's just been like, it's so hilarious. He's sitting here as Anya Taylor Joy who. You know, I know basically from all horror work and, and, and Queen's Gambit, right? right? So, like, I, she's vaguely sinister to me, right? But when she's sitting next to him, and in the interviews, she's always the sunny, positive one. And he's, like, the completely bleak other one. So there, there's this moment where they're interviewing her, she, and she's like, yeah, you know, I basically I'm hoping for the best. And he's like, and, and I'm a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, elbowing him. like you know, like you So, yeah, I, I can see it. Um, but he is... And I, I really liked him in True Blood. I thought, which is totally. funny because he, he he played a Viking who got turned into a vampire, and his name was Eric Northman, which is just kind of <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not it's, you know everyone's making that observation, but it's, it's just, it, but it's just so it's, weird. It's, 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 it's just it's a sign that the next thing you know, like Elon Musk will buy Twitter. Or um, but <clears throat> this movie is is it's not brutal throughout the whole thing. Uh, it's no. only really brutal in like the first act, like the first little bit. But when it is, it is on off. Oh, it's brutal in other places than that. Actually, the audience, our audience, was most off put by the torturing Alexander Skarsgård scene later yeah. in the movie. But you're right; it's it's it. There's less action than you would think going into a movie like this, right? Like um, the 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 first attack scene. Can we just talk about? Yeah, it? we got to talk about that. like the twelve guys against the world. Way Dude, that this movie starts. <laughs> I have never <laughs> felt so intimidated in a movie. So before this big attacking of a village scene, it's them just and the village. When he says village, this isn't seven samurai. It's a fort. You have to scale this. It looks like a like a wooden castle. Yeah, the walls are twelve feet high. Right. Like you. Ha- like you. It you, looks like something in the Revenant. Like they would have built right, for it's sure. It's gonna but, take some effort. Totally. But before that, it cuts to them like basically getting canoeing to the area. Yep. Right, and yep. they're just killing everyone in their way. Like, there's two guys on a boat, and then just arrows fly <laughs> and hit them. And the gore, we'll get to the gore. The gore is pretty top notch. Yeah. And the special effects, there's some VFX in here that are just, it's got the best of like both worlds. This fucking movie, man. Completely. Um, but when they're like hyping themselves up the night before, mm-hmm. and like they're like wearing all the wolf shit and screaming, doing the berserker prep, dude. I, it's the first time in a movie where I've sit there and I thought, Oh shit! Like whatever's on the opposite side of these people are fucked. <laughs> and then you think that, and I think the movie's smart because it makes you think that. And then the attack begins, and you realize—I mean, it's literally just like a football team worth of people trying to take down this fort, and it's gonna work mm-hmm. because they're insane. And 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 the the. There, you don't know how many trained fighters are back there, but it turns out there's not a lot. Once they... <laughs> it turns out it doesn't matter. <laughs> turns out it doesn't, doesn't. They have their eyes set. There's... The the fight choreography in this movie, oh. like I would like, I swear to God, like I, I want to have all these directors on the show and just talk to them because yep. there's so much going on in the scene. Even the way it starts, so 
if you haven't seen it, they they're basically all they're they're wolves, like they're howling before the start. So when they're invading it, they they're wearing these you know wolf you know skin, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. And um, it's the scene in the if you in the trailer where the guy throws a spear at him, they catch it, and he throws it right back at him. Yeah. Um, the little details that are going on in this fight scene, like when Alexander's climbing, and well, this isn't a little detail, but that spear comes down, and he's just kind of like, what the fuck, and he <laughs> dodges it, and then, and then like continues to scale the wall, and um. All the stuff in the background. Yeah. Like, this scene is just so awesomely done. Like, it truly felt like chaos. Totally. Like, there's a lot of times when you watch an action scene and, you know, there's a lot of quick cuts, you know, like Jason Bourne style yep, or yep. Marvel style where, you know, you, you you know what's going on and it's kind of cool. But this actually put you in that, like, that Viking raid. And it Absolutely. felt it felt awful. <laughs> it felt like that happened exactly like yes. that somewhere, right, for sure. That, and it's crazy also that they... You know, what the movie is going to unfold, because it's going to keep talking about the threads of fate and, like, unspooling your fate and whatnot. And and it's going to turn out that there's a lot of fatalism going on here, that there's a lot of belief built into the people approaching the battle that it's already been pre-decided and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And when you think that way, you can do insane stuff because... (laughs) Like there's literally a moment where he's where Alexander Skarsgård's taunting a person, torturing him like James Bond villain style, and he's taunting him. And he's like, "Go ahead, pull your sword. Try to kill me. Your sword will break. I can't. It's not my time. You can't mm-hmm. kill me right now, right?" So like that fate thing, we're gonna get used to later. But opening the movie with that because it helps you get charge a fort with. 10 times the people you have in it. Mm. Like if you believe that it's already been decided. Right. So, but you don't know that when the movie starts. No. <laughs> so it's the most shocking way to start the movie. It's so good. Um, young Alexander Skarsgård with yes. uh, Ethan Hawke and the, the scenes with Willem Dafoe <laughs> were great. Dude, there was, I swear to God, man, I, they, they know how to shoot a movie. Like there are so many shots yeah. uh, in, in the Norseman where I was like, how could you like? How do you shoot that? Like, how do you like when you have people on a set right? with a camera? Like, how do you set it up to achieve like what I just saw? And the one I'm talking about is um the, uh, the scene is uh, uh Ethan Hawke comes home and everyone's like, oh, praise Odin, he made it back. And uh, Alexander Scar, what's his name? It's, it sounds like I like your reenactment of it. <laughs> like Odin, Odin, I'm, uh, uh, I'm home. I don't know. He's the Northman. I remember Fjolnir because uh, he kept saying it. Um. It's when he comes home and, and they go to this weird dungeon and Ethan Hawke burps and the kid farts and they, yeah. they, they, they're taking some kind of psychedelic. They are, but it's, it's actually, it's, it's a peacetime version of the ritual you're, we're going to see way later in the movie where you're kind of designating a, an heir. You're, you're, mm. he's, Ethan Hawke's telling his son, like, you, you're, you're the, my heir. You have to avenge me if I fall in battle. Like all the stuff. He, it's the become a man ritual. Gotcha. Right. But it's in, d- done in a really screwed up way under a lot of psychedelics <laughs> in a very trapped and closed place with farts <laughs> and, so, a, and, 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 and just guys. So like it gets as primitive as you would. Expect. So um, it's you know it's they're they're shooting it uh, of them you know howling and, and being weird and then it cuts to like an angle of them like a bird's eye view. Yeah. But then the camera like 
pans to, or no, it pans to the kid's face and it goes down. You see his feet, and then you see that like it's like Big Lebowski, like he's like looking mm-hmm. down at themselves, but he's not looking down at themselves because whatever you know, chicken, fish, bone broth, <laughs> mushroom, weird thing, Willem Dafoe called it, has them you know tripping absolute balls. Totally. Um, I just I I. I a lot of th- the only other time I've ever felt a movie that had a psychedelic scene in it that made me feel like whoa, like, <laughs> right. you know, because I've, I've never done a psychedelic, right? right. Um, was uh, uh, Hagazusa. No King, so yeah. both horror movies, yeah. Um, and that shooting, I can see the scene being shooting scenes like that and, and really accomplishing it as effortlessly as effortlessly as the Northman did, right? And in as little light, yes. Like he's sticking to that in a lot of this movie. There's 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 scenes that feel like are like legit lit by like three torches, <laughs> like with the king when, when Ethan Hawke comes home. There's like people sitting in like the darkness in like their little castle, right? Like he <laughs> totally makes this work in a way that like Godzilla did not, like the mm-hmm. the Gareth Edwards he did that right, Whatever, the like first a, one, the yeah yeah yeah, that you just told dark all the way through. Yeah, you can't see a damn scene. And this one, you'd think that would be happening in these scenes, but it's not. It's amazing. But he's, I mean, this is this is his third bat at this. Like he's he's. I saw someone with this hilarious tweet that was like, "I wish I could credit. I can't remember his name, but it was it was something to the effect of." The Northman is a, a great capstone in the man. It smells funky in their trilogy, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because these characters are not like taking a lot of baths. In no. Um, uh, after the after the raid, there's a the part where they lock a bunch of people in a hut and then light it on fire. Yeah. And hard turn, Nick. It's a, it's a yeah. <laughs> Well, yes. just, hey, I'm just mimicking, I'm just mimicking <laughs> the movie. The movie yeah, man. you're right. You know, you're right. Buckle yeah. in, Buster. That's, that's fair. Um, and it's the scene where uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård walks in, and you see Bjork. And Bjork's only in the movie for, well, how long is that scene? Four minutes? Yeah. Tops. It's not long at all. Nope. But she is fantastic. I'm not convinced she's not elsewhere in that movie, because I got a chill when she was there, and I kept getting chills later. And I'm like, God damn it, Bjork's probably behind a tree. Yeah, so her her, her whole shtick in the movie is she's uh, a witch who is telling Hamlet <laughs> you, <laughs> sure. what, what's about to go down. Hamlet Conan, which you can't combine, because that's like Hamnon or <laughs> Yeah, I tried to do it, and I'm like, I, like, I can't give myself an aneurysm. <laughs> I can't. Hamlet's fine. You know what? I need to slow, <laughs> slow down. Slow down. Plot watch. Hamlet's fine. Her, her performance was really uh everything i mean every it's, it's it was unsettling and i couldn't take my eyes off it she just had she just oozed this like creepiness about her and and i know in real life she's got this really kind of like eccentric like weird totally. kind of personality and it just i saw her in concert believe it or not did you really how was and it? the guy who wrote this movie <laughs> because what? he was in the sugar cubes i mean i'm presuming he was there at no the time. way <laughs> yeah they were, yeah, it was, yeah, they were amazing. They've always been amazing. But it, it, her, 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 um, like personality. Mm-hmm. When you imagine her as like this creepy witch, you're kind of like, okay, I can maybe, see, I can maybe see it. But she just brought like a ten out of ten performance for yeah, that for w- when she was on. But they, I don't think he would. Ex- I don't think he would accept anything less. And I, I think they they wouldn't give anything less. You could tell it's like a, a team, right? Yeah. They, and they're rooting for this movie. Like you were saying before we started recording, it's, it's non IP movies like this need to succeed to have more movies like this. You know, the people who are doing it are given 150% mm-hmm. the whole way through. So yeah, she's what, amazing. So what, um, amazing. As the as the the resident Shakespeare expert. Oh God. What did you think of? Well, her? it's not so much that. Let's 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 look at it like this, okay. right? So so the thing is, you would think in a movie where there's the Hamlet story, 
and which is basically a revenge story that where Hamlet delays way too long getting the revenge he should just take right away, but he mm-hmm. takes him the whole play to do it. He ultimately does it, sort of. <laughs> um, so the revenge, which is basically what they did here, a la Lion King, and the Conan part, which is all the action, because no one thinks of Hamlet the play as an action play. He's like a thinker, a talker, right? right. That probably no one anymore in the world thinks of any Shakespeare's action, but it is like there's a third of it is is sheer action. But but regardless, the thing that's happening here is this. I don't know if I'm I think the movie knows it's doing it, but it's actually truer to a very interesting dark side of Hamlet that not a lot of people have ever given faith to. And I think in a weird way, this movie might be better adaptation of hamlet than a lot of hamlet plays that that's I, cool that i've seen just on its own terms even mm-hmm. though it's not trying to do that it's way more on the action side and way less on the talking side i mean alexander's not given the gettysburg address at any point <laughs> no. in this movie like he's just like i'll avenge you dad i'll, I'll free you mom i'll save you like it's you know he's not a lot of, there's a lot of grunting so so hamlet is shakespeare's longest play with a lot of talking so how is this grunting movie doing a good job with Hamlet? Well, the way it's doing it is Hamlet is, first of all, he's Shakespeare's darkest, deadliest character, right? Mm -hmm. There's a guy that I read a great thing about Hamlet. who was like, you don't want Hamlet to go over for a dinner party because you all end up dead. Everyone know Hamlet knows dies. He called Hamlet mad, bad, and dangerous to know. <laughs> right? That's cool. Right? So the thing about Hamlet is he's cursed. So you just don't want to be around this guy. Everyone's going to end up dead. And it's, his, it's the darkest ending in all of Shakespeare. And this is a guy who wrote a play about someone who had all their limbs torn off and replaced by tree sticks. And they tried to make him walk around and wrote another play about a guy who got his eyes torn out. And he was blind and they started making fun of him and making him think he was jumping off a ledge, but they just had him on like a milk crate. Oh right? And Hamlet is darker than that stuff, right? So, so this movie caught something that the play, the other plays don't. For example, Hamlet is undefeated in sword fighting mm-hmm. in literature, which you can't say about like a lot of people, right? Like even Thor's lost a hammer fight or something at some point. But Hamlet is literally undefeated and still I think undefeated in this movie. So that's that's part that they're getting it. But the the main part that they're getting right is that Hamlet delays way too long in the play. He finds out his father's been assassinated. He finds out his uncle has moved in, married his mom, all of it's offensive. He's made a pledge to do something about it. He knows in act one of the play that all of this has happened. And he doesn't manage to kill Claudius until the end of act five of the play. So there's a lot of time in between. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he just walk in and kill him with a sword? Matter of fact, there's a moment in the the Northman when Alexander Skarsgård sees them coming and he's trying to pull the sword, but it won't come out because it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, in the daylight, yeah, you can't. Yeah, it just, yeah. It's the, the night the sword. Just right. to crack, yeah. right. Exactly. Right. So why the delay? And the idea is in Hamlet, and I think in this movie now, is that your living, your life is most important part of your life is the part of your life you spend on the mission you're on. Mm. And the mission that he was on, he was living his life seeking the revenge. He wasn't going to meet a, the, the, a slave who he was going to fall in love with the way he was going to live his life just staying at home and doing like whatever. Right. The life that he actually was meant to live he was seek. He was. He spent the whole movie trying to seek revenge so he could start his life. 
the movie was his life. He just didn't know it. And he did all the things he was supposed to do in his life. And then, and the same thing is in Hamlet. When Hamlet, at the end of the play, they're like, what was it all about? He's like, the rest is silence. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It was about doing it. <laughs> right. right? He's like, I can't tell you what it's about because it was about what was happening to me. And now I'm not talking anymore. So now I can't tell you what it's about from here. But it was about what just happened. Right. Right. The play and the movie are doing the same thing. And a lot of Hamlet plays with a lot less action and farting and flaming swords have not got Hamlet as right as this movie did, which I find amazing. Right. Does that make sense? No, I think that's, see, (laughs) I, I, when we were starting the show and you were asking me what I thought of the, uh, Conan and, and, uh, Hamlet comparisons. (laughs) I was like, the trailer could have just been you saying, uh, Hey, George, George Healy, uh, here representing the Northmen. It's uh, Hamlet and Conan Barbarian. And like, they could have saved so much marketing and right. not, cause that's sold. Well, Hamlet movie. might not sell as many people as you think it does, but I'm glad it sold you. I think it would. I think it would. People, people, you know, it's all name recognition. There is high name recognition. Everyone, Actually, Ethan Hawke played a very, very good Hamlet in a modernized film. He did of Hamlet. Really? Yeah. He's really good. He said it. At the Denmark Corporation. So he said it like succession style. It's filmed like succession. Wow. But with the Hamlet storyline. So this is right. It's really. See, you can just take. That's what I'm saying. Just, <laughs> it's really. It's, so know. these people knew what they were doing. So I think that. I think that's excellent. Right. And I, I found like it was the. I'm making it sound more boring than it was because even though that was in there. Every like seven minutes, some completely batshit insane thing would happen, which was which only Robert Eggers could do. And a lot of times it was being hallucinated or dreamt about. That's where I wanted to go. And next. usually that's aggravating. And I just have to gold medal this movie yep. for doing that right. Because usually that is so bad. They did it in the Green Knight and I hated it. Yeah. So what's the difference? How do you do it right? We all, in fact, that's what that's what Josh said when we were messaging each other, you know, trying to decide when we were going to see the movie. He was like, I hope this is what I wanted the Green Knight to be. And I, I, I kind of felt the same way. Like I didn't know. Like I just, I just gave up all hope for anything green night related. I was like, Oh, you burnt my ass. I'm over you. Um, but I, after he said it, I was like, you know what? I kind of share that sentiment. And it, and it was, and one of the things I liked about it was how they absolutely nailed this concept. I don't even know what you call this. It's like a fake yeah, out. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Um, well, well, it's like what Rob Zombie did in Halloween 2, which makes me crazy. Yes, yes. The yes. hospital scene is the best scene in the movie, and it doesn't happen. Um, I think the reason I enjoy it more is because since we started Hollow Weekly, you've gotten me more into David Lynch. And mm. I used to be in the mindset of when something happens in a film, I, I kind of want answers. That's probably why I really liked the – I fell for the Cloverfield marketing back in the day. It's like I yeah. wanted answers. I want to know what does this monster makes look sense. like. I want to know now. But after, like, read, like, you know, like, over there on the shelf, we have his David Lynch's meditation book, Catching yep. the Big Fish. Yep. And you've got, you've really helped me explore, like, his art. And the thing I like about David Lynch's art is that there are no answers for it. Uh, but you get to come up with your own, and it's totally valid. Totally. And that gave me, like, this, like, freeing, endless That's cool. thing about it, which made me really, you know, like Twin Peaks and, you know, a lot of yep. stuff. And what Robert Eggers did in the movie was, the things that you think may not be happening could absolutely happen in this world. Right. But they also absolutely could not happen in this world. <laughs> right, right. 
but he sets up enough of both of those to where you can like I'm no totally. I'm kind of sure what I think really did happen, uh-huh. but I can't prove it. Right. And the, and you think you know what didn't happen, like yes. like the clash with the corpse king. Yeah, that's Thro- the that's the, the first throne, example. Right. Like, do I think that corpse came to life and right. fought him? Right, uh, which was a great scene. That scene had one of my favorite shots when he when he's scene. told he needs to he he goes to another guy who tells him, uh, "Is that guy technically a witch himself? Like, would he be a witch in the yeah Shakespeare? yeah yeah? He's kind for, of, oh yeah, he's for foretelling sure. what yeah. he needs to do. I wasn't <laughs> in shocked. Shakespeare would have been one of the witches. I wasn't yeah. sure, but I figured that's sort of what that guy is filling in. Yep. Um, he tells him he has to go get a sword that he has to use to kill his uncle. When mm-hmm. he goes down there, there's this huge giant corpse. Like, like it's, it's an actual giant, like it's eight feet tall. Yep. Like you could tell this thing was like, you know, a, a monster. Yep. And he goes to grab it and it comes alive and they have the sword fight. And my favorite shot was, uh, he and she's the sword, which can only happen at night. Mm-hmm. And it's this sword made, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look, just think of an awesome sword from Lord of the Rings. that can't <laughs> break. It's your standard bolt action fantasy. Stormbringer from Elric. It, yeah. The, the people who read that one, though. And um, I said, yeah, like I've ever read it. But like that sword, I think that's the name of like <laughs> Where you see sword. the picture of it, it looks just like the movie. I feel like that there's a sword in every, like there's probably a name in Elden Ring. There's probably a sword that I've used. <laughs> Stormbringer, for sure. Um, so the, the big corpse swings it. Uh, well, uh, his, his sword at Alexander Skarsgård that he just mm-hmm. grabbed off the ground and the sword chips in half and for like a half beat he just kind of looks at the sword <laughs> and it's just like it's kind of funny yep. but it's also like kind of like oh shit because we know this Viking knows how to fight yep. he's never lost a fight nope. he's never lost a sword fight like, right. you, like you said That's but right. when his sword breaks he's kind of like I've never seen that before <laughs> right, oh fuck right, right, right. <laughs> and the, and, but so then the, he, he he slays it, right? Yep. But then the camera pans over to where the, the corpse was, yep. and it's still in the chair, and he's standing there. So yep. you're asking yourself, did that fight really happen? I think probably not. Probably not. Uh, but there's other stuff in the movie where I think it probably did right, happen. But what, so here's the thing I think is happening here. I think the difference is there's absolutely no explanation in, like, Halloween 2. Yeah. But there's absolutely an explanation in The Northman. It's just the movie respected your intelligence enough not to spell it out. So the explanation is there's actually a really, really great book called Blitzed, which is the effect of drugs on the Third Reich. And how the book's mm-hmm. contention is a lot of the insanity was like whatever was being fueled in part by like whatever. So people, when they derange themselves, if they're doing psychedelic drugs, trying to become wolves, going 72 hours with no sleep into battles, walking barefoot into malaria-filled mud puddles and all the things <laughs> they're doing, right? They're they're going to start to experience these effects that make them feel like it's it's part of the price they're paying for the journey they're on, right? Yeah. You'd be hallucinating too if you walked through a desert for 30 days and somehow survived <laughs> with like a couple of thimbles of water. What your brain would be shriveled to a raisin. You'd be right. like seeing 18 Earths when you came out of the, right? So like that's part of it, but the movie showed you that, right? right? The movie was, it just didn't like point to it and label it into like whatever, but you could tell that it was part of like, we didn't show you that he, it took him 27 days to walk to this point. But in his mind, he was like, man, that felt like I just battled the biggest giant. So we showed you that because right? <laughs> yeah. it's what it felt like to him instead of showing you the 27 days of walking. Right. <laughs> right. Because a lot of it is representation. It's a representation of what they were actually going through. And that happens a lot. Like. The Sopranos was really good at having Tony Soprano have a really weird, surreal dream sequence. And then he would figure out, oh, my God, I'm being betrayed by this character. 
And he was putting the clues together subconsciously, but he was figuring out in a dream. And the character who was betraying would like do sus things in the dream. And then he would be like, oh my God, this guy's betraying me. It was, it's like unconscious problem solving. Kyle McLaughlin will love this. <laughs> and David, because they both believe in this, like totally, right? So that's, that's what was happening, if that makes sense. Um, that's, that's interesting. The, the psychedelic aspect of the Norseman, I really dug. Because I read an uh, an article about um, like Vikings going like berserker mode and mm-hmm. like how that happened like, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times it was like psychedelics. And yeah. there's one kind of shroom I could I could be wrong on this because um, this was a little while back, but I think it kind of looked like the Super Mario. Oh, that actually makes sense. <laughs> it looks like the Super Mario mushroom. Totally. And they would take it and it would give them. They would hallucinate that their their enemies were like way smaller than what they were in real life right so what so so to them they're just like oh well this guy's tiny well, you just, just have re- insane confidence and just... sometimes that works right yeah you haven't seen tombstone but anyone who's seen tombstone there's this amazing moment where they're losing a gunfight across a river and there's very few of the good guys left and they're all about to die and there's kurt russell just stands up and wades into the river and they're all looking at him like he's nuts because they could just shoot him it's as far from you and me as we and he's like no and he just starts shooting them all and they start shooting them but they're missing because this guy's just walking straight towards him <laughs> it's the last thing you'd expect right one guy walking at 15 guys you know what i mean like it's that's that's a, basically their battle strategy is that <laughs> <laughs> um but the psychedelic scenes um i just thought were were awesome the the valkyrie Totally. shots like well, just... I, the valkyrie i'm gonna I, I just want to say one thing about the valkyrie in a second but i want to ask you because okay. because it was not just the like we the one thing i feel like we have to not leave untouched is the sport the game oh my god right because that dude I because there's an insane game that. buried in this movie that i became obsessed with watching the movie i was like what is what's happening here? Why is this a metaphor for the whole movie in like a tiny? Does it space? have a name? Yeah, it definitely has a name, it? but no, no, I'm not okay. gonna say it. Oh, but, I didn't know. I didn't know if it, like... no, it's it's based on a real thing, and it it's apparently just like lethal some some uh, stick lacrosse. Ball, lacrosse. Like, yeah, it's yeah like, like... I don't I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like imagine imagine football lacrosse with sticks, and the goal is to maybe score, but also annihilate your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> like like with no rules. With no rules. No, I don't know rule. what it is. You just kill each other. That's that scene. They were like, dragging people off like gladiator stuff. And smacking them in the heads with these huge wooden planks. <laughs> that's that scene actually made like my jaw tense. Like like I I do not like that at all. That was really rough. Um, there was. One <laughs> One thing that in the in the movie that uh, they kept doing to just show like you know how in tune Skarsgård was, but anytime a projectile flew at him, he would do like that kind of like Michael Keaton like like Batman twist, mm-hmm. <laughs> like um, what the, the, hey what'd you say? He was so good at that. <laughs> yeah, because he dodged a spear and a couple arrows, and then in the game the guy like picks up his ball and. Imagine just like being like three feet in front of your friend, and you have a baseball and a, and a baseball bat, and you just try to like hit your friend with the ball as hard as possible. Like that's what happens, but yeah. but he, he's not that he's he's that dude, so he dodges it obviously. And but the shot sport. is awesome when he dodges it. It felt it like felt the kind camera of like, like follows the ball right past his face. Yeah, it felt like some Matrix shit. Like yeah, it was it was it was, it was really well done. I don't understand the sport, but I never want to play it or see it again. Like it just it hurt. <laughs> I just wonder how many times Robert Eggers game that sport out, like made people play it so that he. Get Do you think when he it. was directing it, he was like, man, he was like, okay, so we got this guy here. 
You're going to run down there and go to the end zone. I mean, you have to, right? Like, then the kid's going to get tackled by a 308-foot-4 giant and almost die. Now what? Now he's about to score, so what do I do? Break his leg! <laughs> break his spirit. Break like his spirit. Like break Taylor's soul out of his body. No, that did lead uh, <laughs> That did lead to the coolest headbutting scene. Headbutting oh, death. Yeah, That's yeah. probably why my head yeah. hurt during that, that scene. So the they're playing in front of the the, the <laughs> uncle and, and his mom. You know, They take over the thing. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know why the kid decided he needed to get in on the game. But he picks up the ball and tries to score, and then this giant basically kills the kid, but almost <laughs> like ninety nine percent. And then Alexander Skarsgård, you know, uh, beats the shit out of him by just headbutts, repeated head, angry headbutts. How, let me ask you: Is there any other you know scene in a movie that's giving you a headache? But like, not because it's bad. Like, there's plenty of movies that suck. And I like, mean, oh, I gotta hurt, it was like, funny because as it kept going on, and it was like the. 16th consecutive headbutt or whatever the people behind me were like oh yeah like the, the head, sounds are getting the louder sound, behind the me the sounds started to like, get uh, wet <laughs> but like it was bad. like the dude's head was in the mud it was, like it was, it was blood and why would you not like you got fists like you might want to take a break don't use your knuckles <laughs> man like you know, you know he no, was proving no need to lose taste over this guy <laughs> <laughs> he was he was brutal. Uh, the, sport, he, the sport was pretty. Was, he was brutal, boy. Um, There's an amazing detail in this movie that I that I loved, and I I'm excited to rewatch it again. I told you a little bit about it. It's just the directionality of how the characters are moving and how you're showing how they're moving. There's so many scenes where you're seeing Alexander Skarsgård be like, "Well, my fates, the fates decree that I head to the volcano land or whatever." Yeah. And you see him traveling, and he's just going left across the screen. And then later, they're like, "Well, the fates decree now that you have to go, you know, find where the Lord of the Dead's sword is." And he's you just see him traveling the opposite way across the screen. Like people are just going back and forth mm-hmm. aimlessly, no one ever really getting to a goal, which is how this world feels. But I like a lot about how our world feels, right? So. I was watching a lot of that happen, and I started to make a bet with myself. I don't know if I told you this during <laughs> no, during the movie, but I remember thinking to myself, "All right, well, he's showing us that these guys believe that they just got to go wherever the fates tell them to go, and they're right. not noticing that they keep backtracking on themselves and getting fucking nowhere at all." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So then, right around the end of the movie, they they go to the volcano, and he's on his final mission. And I'm sure this is the moment where Alexander Scars, where the Northman beats BBC's Dracula. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. So they shot the whole camera swivels, and I look up, and Alexander Skarsgård's staring right at me <laughs> and heading straight towards me. And the landscapes behind him, and it was the first shot I remember in the movie shot in that direction, like yeah. like like tick like heading towards me, right? So he's walking towards me, and the camera's panning to the volcano. I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. This is when the movie's going to say they he cut the thread of fate, like he said he was going to mm-hmm. do, and he broke the left-right tr- treadmill he was on, and he headed you know, off into the sunset, and he's going to break it, right? Then, then, then he gets fatally wounded. I'm like, well, that's the end of my theory, <laughs> right? Because... Going left and right got him nowhere, and you know, going straight at the audience, you know, got I, got I mean, it got him to the end, and I guess off his treadmill. But what a depressing way to, to go out! 
And then I watch his body fall, and the camera just swivels up. And I go, mother, this motherfucker is going to go up, down. (laughs) The last shot of this movie is going to be up, down. He did left, right, left, right, left, right. And then at the end, he's like, I'm going to come straight at you. And then left, up, down was the only thing he had left to go. And I was like, I'm going to, I made a bet with myself, like, five minutes before we got to the scene. I'm like... There's no directions left. What's he going to do? And then I just see the Valkyrie horse <laughs> into the sky. And I was like, I've never like bet the end shot to myself mm-hmm. before, or at least the, you know, the direction of it or whatever. And they were teasing the Valkyrie rider, but I wasn't thinking that way. I was just the direction of way people were moving in this movie is really fascinating. They're like mice in mazes, but the mazes don't have walls. They just have like water and ice and fucking other people who hate you. Now that I think about it, a lot of the shots, there's just so- someone with a bucket walking in the background. <laughs> just, there's, just, there's a lot of buckets in this movie. Well, Logs. There's a lot of. Well, it's for pelts. the. It's to clean off all the blood. They're about yeah. to shit. So anyway, there, there's there's amazing like stuff that happens in the film, but it's also a legit action film where it's an action film, right? And there were great fights. There Dude, were that volcano, great betrayal and plots. That twists. volcano scene. It is a. It is basically a silhouetted sword fight. Because, I mean, they just tried to, you know, make the lighting look as natural as possible. Totally. It wasn't, you know, fancy. It was a little Kill Bill, the end of Kill Bill 1, you know, in the snow. Like, yeah. just abstract shapes fighting each other. Yeah, and what was cool is, like, I mean, it's literally just, like, the, the low tent of, like, lava <laughs> with these silhouettes fighting. And at times, like, you know, you have to kind of figure out, you like, you forget, like, okay, where's, where you know, where's Hamlet at? Like, where's, right, right. where's, where's Dracula? Right, right. right. You know, it's funny. But it's such a cool, ballsy thing that you don't see anymore totally. that, like, I don't know. I just really appreciate the hell out of it. Like, I, I would, I would be so upset if, like, this movie, you know, quote, bombing. Right. Like, did anything to deter this man's career. Like, that last, like, that yeah. fight alone was just. Was it would be the, criminal. Um, the other uh like gory stuff that happens within the fight scenes like the guy who gets his nose slashed uh who he runs into again he, and you know it's him because his uh, nose is it, missing like like that effect looked really good uh, and when, the way he kills him the way he kill oh my god the way he just slowly plunges That's, that knife that 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 got our audience too that yeah. was a slow knife in your mouth is <laughs> or to your bad. snout yep that was <laughs> and he didn't pull it back we we you experienced that whole no but what's funny is like i you know when i think of the action scenes you know i immediately think of like the first attack the end fight scene but like yep. that that damn sports ball whatever that game was <laughs> that's a that's that, a, right that's not a light scene no like it's weird to keep go back to the scene but like that is i consider that an action scene that's, without a doubt i, like, I and that's the thing is that there were sneaky ways to get action in or drama in or move the exposition forward which i appreciate how smooth it was because yeah. it was entertaining while it was while it was happening especially with the cast that this guy has yeah. we didn't even talk about so anya taylor joy yep. is the most impressive thing to me in the whole the whole movie not in terms of just like I, everyone's giving great performance or whatever i mean the character and what the movie was doing with it because she probably has the most powerful power, <laughs> right? If it exists. And if that goes back it, to that ex- that goes right. back to that thing. Like right. does that power exist? If and that's it, why this movie is great. But if, yeah, if it exists, she probably has the most powerful power. But her decisiveness about like I'm just getting out of here. Mm-hmm. Like I you know, the the only way out of 
Uh, the only it's the only winning move is not to play, as the movie war games would say, right? <laughs> <laughs> so she she jets out of there, but the visual that he gives her on the way out because everyone else dies ugly, mm-hmm. <laughs> even the good people. I mean, think of how Ethan Hawke died. Yeah. Not that he's a good person, but just like the the he was lit up with ten arrows. The, and- <laughs> Seven pounds chopped off the top. <laughs> so it's terrifying, right? So, like, people are dying ugly. And not only does she not die, but her exit off the screen is the most visually... She just, like, commands the wind. It was, it was some Moana shit. It was echoes, great. Goes right? So that that's an indication that she's the most effective character. She She's the one who... You know, makes the healthiest choice of all mm-hmm. of all the characters, right? And even so their, that was great. Even their like little correspondence. So like, you know, they're they're both there to like you know serve the king that they've been enslaved by. And so when they talk, like they have to like sneak off to the side and like kind of make it quick. And I I I, I don't know. I kind of like the you know trying to just t- get this message out real quick before you know these guards yell at us. Yep. Like th- those little scenes right there just. We're just so well done. Yeah, not only were they well done, but I'm glad you said that because it was really cool that you were watching two people who kept their cards close to their vest, who obviously had secrets they they didn't want to reveal, who were good at saying little and not telling people key details that might, you know... They have to learn to trust each other really fast, learn to become allies, and then get a a whole plan built, just like prison style, with yeah. like a couple of drop notes and a couple, you know, like whatever, all while being the kind of people who they're sort of flirting with each other and, and developing this relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's all in just like little moments and little plans and like whatever. It's very little language they're getting across to each other. But you feel like you're watching a relationship grow. It's not, how could, how, that's got to be hard to do as an actor and a director. And a writer. And a writer. I think that's 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 not easy to do. If everyone could do it, they'd all have their own little morsel, but they, <laughs> totally. they, they can't seem to do it. What is wrong with this movie before we go? Just because this, well, this is a big, you know. I like that, but one more actor I want to yes. get oh, to. Yes, oh, yeah. Um, the guy? You, you, the dad? No, you, you, who else? you teased it in, the, in earlier. What did you think of uh, Nicole Kidman's ending? this because that that that's different that's the last we're gonna let little shakespeare here yes yes a little well i mean the difference here it it might not be a difference is the problem with this one because you can like you were saying about david lynn saying anything is valid you can read hamlet any way you want so you could read it exactly the way this movie does you can believe that gertrude in the play is is exactly like this but it's not the consensus view of hamlet right is this movie is is villainizing that character a lot more, right? So so I thought it gave Nicole Kidman a, a, a much better lane to be in, to, to be in this kind of movie. Because mm-hmm. she could do, like, real, like, Hamlet Hamlet, but yeah, it would have yeah. been so out of place here. You right. Know what I mean? um, the only thing that was crazy to me was that to, it was the one place that I got confused, a little disappointed... Either I didn't understand it or the movie was just like didn't bother with it. I couldn't tell what was happening. But this perfectly ties into what's wrong with the. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because, you know, in in the play and a lot of other versions of Hamlet and just this revenge story, the Lion King, for God's sakes. Right. Right. There's a they have to solve a problem here or, or one of these problems, which is the uncle Dracula. And Nicole Kidman are very smart. They're very manipulative. They run that little shepherd kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, with an iron fist. 
people try to like rebel or whatever and they get shut down they figure it out right they're 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 whatever their you know their company grift is whatever this yeah. little island kingdom they have going right they're the lords and kings of it because they they're the best manipulators right but they make the most basic manipulator 101 mistake at the end where Nicole Kamen's like I'll protect my family from Alexander Skarsgård, this trained warrior that would take down <laughs> forts with his bare hands. She's like, I'll just hide in a closet with a sword. I'll have the drop on him. What could go wrong? I'll have ample time to stab him once. Surely that'll be enough for. And it's just such a pitiful attempt to protect her family, and and for so for a character that had to be so smart to get to the point they were at. To watch them go out on such a dumb note, dumb note to me was. I have a really shitty argument, or no, not argument, but ex- no, explanation. sure, bring it. I was, lo- I need one. Uh, this is, my, and, and I'm not even sold on this myself, so I'm not, I'm not. Uh, let's you know, let's I'm, workshop it. I'm not, yeah, let's workshop it. Um, I remember one time my grandma came over and she was talking to my dad, and she was like, you know, he's always a kid to me. Do you think at some level, cause the last time she oh, saw last time she saw him, he was like, you know, what was he, 12 or something like that? Yeah, she did have a superior order thing. I could see I could see that. I That's mean, my only thing. I mean, is, the she thing still is, saw him as I mean, the a thing child. is, is the, <laughs> but she but she saw the, him beat the, the shit out of that guy at the game. <laughs> the thing is, if he had just landed two days ago, most dangerous game style. Sure. But he like lived there for like 12 years <laughs> in <laughs> By the time this moment in the game, and part of being on top, being in charge, is being super observant and right. like reading the room, reading the island. In this case, I, I, I'm not buying it. I, I, and then I literally, my brain even went to the fact that because I heard her say at, the, at some point, "Thank you" to him, that she was trying to die, like it was death by cop. That she, right. that her plan was so dumb on purpose because she wanted to be let out of this, you know, treadmill of of you know pain or whatever. But I don't think that's right. I think I missed the, something as someone said. I think she was trying to protect. I don't. I think if if she had it to do again, she would kill him. I don't think she failed on purpose. That it's funny. That's that's one of the things that's not a psychedelic thing. Wondering if it's real or not. That's just that's just a straight up human moment where we're like, huh? <laughs> they got us. They got us guessing if this metaphysical shit's happening and just the plain ass <laughs> life shit's happening. Like right, this movie's got questions. Good that's, questions. That's that's what I'm saying. Um, what do I think is wrong with it? Um, dude, how could it be honest? I'm not, I'm not just like, I don't want to just like come out like fanboy in the movie. Like the musical really numbers. It. You enjoyed all those. I didn't mind them. I mean, <laughs> dude, we were, we were in Iceland in like 800, like, great. you know, totally um, I, I don't really have any problems with the movie. There was really nothing that like stood out to me. I mean, maybe I wish there was more Willem Dafoe, but <laughs> we did, we did just get like Willem Dafoe's skull for like a whole scene, which, which was cool. an incredible scene. Yeah. And really, and, I mean, just unsettling because it, because there's so many, by the time you get to that scene, there's so many weird psychedelic things happening that you're just waiting for his skull to start talking, mm-hmm. but then they don't. Nope. So like that, that choice to just, you know, cause I, you know, if I was making the movie, of course I'm oh. having a decor, uh, you know, a, <laughs> it'd be ghost writer all yeah, over exactly. the place. I'm doing it. I'm doing <laughs> it. But they were like, no, this is a, they keep calling it an art house movie, but it's ninety million dollars. It's not an art house. That's I don't I don't agree with that. Art house art house is made for like a stick of gum. <laughs> like that's not ninety not ninety million dollars. You know to go film this in Ireland. No, he built whatever. an entirely new Iceland just to, for yeah. For, you no, know. I'm not buying that. Um, to, but to be honest, I don't. There's there's just nothing 
that really stood out to me that took me out of the movie at any real point. Like, I really, really think this is a pretty damn good no, movie. No, I think this is a fantastic movie. One of my but favorite I, movie I, experiences. If I had to, like, your ending thing of why she killed him would probably be the first avenue I go to to find something I didn't like. Yeah, and, and you know, Haunting Season had said, you know, that they made a really pitiful attempt to hide the sword, which was true. He kicked, like, a little dirt over it, and it was like whatever. But yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. really nitpicky in such a big, epic movie. Not his point, did but just, but just like, there, there I don't think there's many flaws in this movie is, did, the, is the thing. Did he actually hide? It looked like he tried to hide the sword, but I could have sworn when he walked past the guards, he had it in his hand still. Like, No, he hid it. He okay. There were other times. He was hiding it and on hiding it. They, they, tra- they went for natural they, lighting. They, they it was <laughs> hard to see. This. That's why I'm asking. I'm not asking because so, I wasn't looking. <laughs> it didn't make a lot. It didn't make a lot of sense what was happening, but it was fine. The the it, the movie did an amazing job of of like showing you little details in the backgrounds, right. like Michael Myers style, but not like overly pointing to it. So you caught what you caught. You didn't get which catch. We didn't get, which makes second and third viewings a blast. Right? Yeah. I'm, I, I definitely can see myself like rewatching this and, now, now I got to rewatch BBC's Dracula too. Now because because of this movie, this movie's just bringing a lot of great right. And this is going to be one of those movies like Robert Altman's The Player. And if you don't know who's in that, go look that up. Like where <laughs> they're going to look back twenty years from now and look at this cast and be like, wait, what? Yeah, I <laughs> who got I, this this group of if, people? If, if you're listening to this review and you have not seen it, like do movies a favor. <laughs> well, that that's possible if you're like us. It's possible not though. I don't this movie the reviews seem pretty positive. On both sides. It's it's more so than the witch. Like okay. I, when the Cuz this guy makes me nervous cuz I fought for the witch so hard for so long that I when I'm, I'm gun shy. The witch ended. I remember the the ladies in front of me went like, well, "That sucked." Like, yep. what the hell was that? Yep. No one no one actually said anything at the end of the world, which is better than it sucked. So that's, you know, it's the little, you know, the quote Exorcist 3, you know, it's the little things. Well, I think it's fantastic. I think it will get better over time as time goes. I agree with that. And I think we had a really interesting discussion about how there's an in-between track of, there's this weird track of Green Knight, The Revenant, and this, mm-hmm. where I was trying to place like, which was the most art housey kind of with those problems and flaws or whatever. Right. And I expected when I walked out, it would have been green Knight, this and Revenant as the most grounded, but I think this is the most grounded movie. Oh, absolutely. By a, a good distance. I don't think Tom Hardy could survive half the injuries he sustained in the Revenant, let alone <laughs> what was going on with Leo. Or, or he could, I don't think he could survive with the uh, scars. <laughs> right. He's a bigger problem. Exactly. Bigger problem. Who, by the way, that the 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 few scenes where he had to be full on fright mode warrior style, I wasn't sure he'd be able to pull off. He looked it looked great in the trailer, but it's still you know it's there's a you're, there's a lot of ridiculous roaring and howling, and you look kind of cartoony. So when it gets to the violent part, you're still sort of laughing. So I expected mm-hmm. to be, but it gets. <laughs> No, it's, it gets real dark when they, they fight. So this, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly balanced movie. Um, gosh, I just don't really have much to yeah, no, say about that. Like, go see it. Like, I know what you think of it. I, and... I, I, unless, unless the listeners want me to just keep talking about that the cool Bjork witch scene. Around now, <laughs> no, I could, no, I could, I could, I could really do it. If, unless we can start foretelling the actual future. Cause we, Oh, I can actually foretell the future right now. I can foretell there's no Northman too. Oh no no no! I'm, I got I got a better future for you. What's that? I have I hold on. Let me let me let me let me. Oh, hold on. I'm channeling it. I'm channeling it. All right. 
oh, that's weird. The listeners are going to leave us a hundred new reviews. <laughs> wow. wow. That's crazy. That's incredible. Wow. Why did that skull just roll out from under your chair? That's great. That's doing? crazy. Oh my goodness. How are you, are the listeners the main character? <laughs> you better fulfill your destiny and go to iTunes, search Hollow Weekly, hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Much appreciated. Don't fall in a volcano on the way there. Uh, you know what? That's what I, it's funny you mentioned that, George. I, I actually was going to tell you that's what you were going to say. You were going to talk about the volcano, and that's what I want the <laughs> listeners to comment. So if you haven't given us a review, go to iTunes or uh, Spotify, but you can't leave a review on Spotify, but we'll take it. Yes. Go to iTunes, five-star review, yes. and I want you to give us a review of what you think it feels like to fall in a volcano. <laughs> Just one <laughs> or two sentences. It's not an essay. Don't put don't put more than 30 seconds worth of your time into I it. I what it does feel like. Well, I did see a TikTok of someone talking oh, about no. what it would feel like to die if you went into a wood chipper. Oh God! And dude, that's yeah. No, I don't thank, know which I. No, would. thank you. I was just picturing Arnold going at the end of T two into the molten. No, she starts think. talking about like how, how the nerves feel, and no. I, I got queasy. <laughs> I was like, I could, I could, I couldn't do it. Uh, so I foresee me stop talking about this. So I'll pass out on the show. Uh, so leave your reviews. Let us know if you see the Watchmen uh, or what it feels like to fill in the volcano. Uh, unless you've fallen into a volcano, R.I.P. And until next time, <laughs> stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. Go support this movie. It's totally worth it. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.